0: Welcome, bienvenidos. Ankwan Basalam to all of our wonderful listeners and watchers out there. We just watched UFC 235 and we have some thoughts. We're going to kind of go through the, the fights that stuck out to us on this card. And if we feel that we have any time, then we're going to continue to some of the many, many events that have been going on the past couple of weeks. Seems like fresh into 2019. A lot of shit has been going down, and that's why we're here to give you our two sets. White Belt MMA, Rastin Karami, Henok Elias. Okay, I think it makes sense to start towards the bottom of the card. We could start at the top and go down, or bottom, or randomize it. I Wait, mean,
1: we, let's just do bottom, but I feel like you introed it so well, and I didn't add the Farsi in there. Throw it in, um, baby. No, I think it's too late.
0: I think, throw it in. Think, <laughs> throw it in. I think we should have. Um, so to our Farsi listeners out there in our
1: area any farce you want to add i think you covered it uh how about we start with that bantamweight fight with macy chasson i think she was the ultimate fighter winner and my wife even you know, like my wife doesn't like mma at all and when she watched the ultimate fighter with me and got super into it she was the big one right Really? yeah tall? this was the featherweight and she was yeah. she fucking dropped down to bantamweight for, yeah. for this card and i don't know if it's because she doesn't want to fight the bigger girls
0: but she don't want that cyborg smoke or <laughs> She don't want that Nunes smoke She's huge though Holly She's Holmes like 5'11
1: five, You know nah, she's got right. it. She's...
0: And with the PFL On ESPN as well She might Holly get that Holmes Kayla yeah. That yeah. Kayla anyway, Go was,
1: champ She was dominant Got the finish And that just shows That Fortis MMA That's a huge camp Coming up man They're really like Where are they? I think it's Texas. Texas. Oh. You know what it is? Darren Williams. NBA reference. That's Shut the camp up. that he co boy. Away. Yes. And
0: NBA 2K, which we call naba that's his character right there. He would say D-Will would assert his will. So now he's <laughs> asserting his will in MMA.
1: Yeah. But for this MMA, I think he co-owns it. But they're really coming up. They're winning all their fights. And it's a one to watch for sure. And then the other prelim fight that I was, like, kind of intrigued about was... You mean was the pre-prelim, right? Pre-prelim. That's yeah. what it was, right? Yeah, the fight pass prelims, yeah. which they somehow still have going, even though there's ESPN prelims. Okay, well, I'm
0: not mad at it. We got an account on that. We got the ESPN <laughs> Plus account and the pay-per-view. We watching it all, baby. Yeah, all the expenses. Fight fanatics out here. Yeah. Um, the middleweight,
1: the middleweight fight with Edmund uh, Shabazian, the Armenian guy from Glendale. Local, local, local yeah. Yeah. yeah, local.
0: Um, we know a lot of cats in the Glendale area. <laughs> we know a lot of Armenians out there too. Their connections to Iranian and Ethiopian culture with Armenia, so uh, yeah, yeah. we got that connect. And uh, I think he was—he's managed by Ronda Rousey. Yeah, uh, because Ronda yep.
1: Ronda turned out of Glendale. Yeah, and he was undefeated. Came in. To be honest, his record was a little sketchy. Like all the guys he's beaten had losing records. I think like his win all of his wins were like against guys with sub five hundred records, so you know, you don't know how how good he was coming in. And- his ultimate testing, bro. For sure. And he won his first fight, but it was a terrible fight in the UFC. Why? It was no, not this one. This was his second fight. Oh, oh. fight. I was fight, like, what? That was the fight? first fight in the UFC was on the Ultimate Fighter finale, and he was like, it was like bad wrestling, bad striking. He looked terrible. Right? Okay. And everyone was like, okay, as soon as he gets a tough guy, he's going to lose. Yep. And then he got a moderately tough guy, another Fortis MMA guy, which I just talked about as a good yeah. camp. And this guy went in for a takedown, and he gave him the Travis Brown elbows. Yo, it was quick. Thirty seconds, something like that. He gave him the Travis Brown elbows and finished him. Did he, he
0: actually pass out, or did the ref stop it?
1: No, because he, he kind of fell off the elbows, yeah. landed, and then it was I think some ground and pound to finish oh. off. Like I think it was like a pretty straightforward. Yeah. Finish. It was
0: conclusive. I just don't remember if the ref grabbed him or not.
1: No, no, I think it was uh, I think it was after the fact. Uh, but that was interesting. I want to see him against tougher guys. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the future for him. Kind Indeed. of intrigued. And then the prelims were fantastic too. I don't know if you want to pick out any. Yeah, the ones go- on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, the regular prelims. Are uh,
0: i mainly just focus on like Diego Sanchez versus Mickey Gall, and then Zabit versus Jeremy Stephens. What do you think about those Diego? I so which one everyone Yeah. Would you, I
1: want to know your input on Diego and Mickey because you were talking
0: about Mickey's jits. Boy. Prior to this fight. Yeah, I love his Gracie Jiu Jitsu. It's classic. Um, it's more oriented on position and control. Not a lot of leg locks, but looking to basically choke the guy out. I think he's got five wins with two losses now, and I think all five have been rear naked strangle. So I'm impressed with his I jujitsu. love that you refer to the Dana hair
1: strangle rather than <laughs> choke.
0: <laughs> I will. Yeah, we're not going to get into the philology debate right now <laughs> with the nuances between the strangle or a choke, but yeah, I respect that man's wisdom in mixed martial arts. So without sidetracking too much on that getting back to the fight what i was third and i do like the muay thai that he's training at the yard also a local fighter in downtown la but diego that's, that's sanchez, Joe shilling right Joe that's right yeah. right of bellator fame right now and before that he fought glory i want to say probably probably the best three and
1: five fighter in the world <laughs> i would say yeah for sure yeah
0: i'd love to train with them seriously yeah. one day but what i was thoroughly impressed by is the veteran diego uh uh diego sanchez yeah. who showed us how you can use body shots and pressure to just drain a man of the oxygen in him. He had no energy. He had no energy. Mickey Mickey Gall was going for some haymakers after haymakers, haymakers, trying to get a quick knockout on the veteran and make a name out of him like he made a name out of himself when he dominated uh, that WWE wrestler. What was his name?
1: CM Punk. CM Punk, yeah. Yeah, So I
0: think he was trying to make a name out of Diego Sanchez, but that man who was from the... Originally, you talk about tough recently that you and your wife are watching. Mm -hmm. This guy was from the original tough, and he's still out here. They said that he hadn't finished an opponent in 11 years, and so this was well deserved. Any different thoughts? Same thoughts? No,
1: I thought Diego fought a veteran fight against the guy with six fights. It really looked like that to me. It was like 30 fights to six fights, and Diego, like. I don't know where you go next with him. I don't know if you can give him a ranked guy. He's won two in a row at welterweight. He's like a career lightweight, I think.
0: We can get to it, but I I think think, uh, Robbie Lawler deserves a great sparring partner. I think those two veterans, (laughs) that'd be a scrap. I don't want to go into
1: that fight quite yet, but Robbie probably deserves someone bigger after that performance. I can expect it. Um, Another fight on the prelim card that we loved, and I think I called it the second before it started that it was going to be a first round KO within a minute. And that was Johnny Walker over uh,
0: Misha Serkinov. I forgot that that was on the prelims. I thought it was on the main card. No, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're 100% right. It was really, 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 really dumb. And this shows you something that I think Rogan talks about a lot. It was dumb that he dislocated his shoulder by doing a worm <laughs> in celebration after the fight. 100%. But I kind of fuck with it because he's funny as hell. Because you do so the worm. Weird. This no, is how I used to do the worm. Man, this is like I'm a <laughs> witness. You're talking about, <laughs> you're good too.
1: You're talking about shit for a
0: But March. anyway... Uh, the thing Rogan always says is that the behavior that makes this man an exceptional fighter, the risk, the lack of risk averseness that made this man win three fights in four months in the UFC with all of the time racked up to under three minutes, which is less than one round in a normal yeah. match. That type of lack of risk averseness is the same behavior that would have him do the worm in celebration and injure himself. Probably. Probably. And so maybe he wouldn't
1: have it. I mean, you also have to chalk it up to him probably being a heavyweight, fighting at 205. He's huge. He yeah, how much did you say he weighed? He, he walks around close to 240. That, I yeah, don't I understand. he's 6'6". Six six. He's huge. I really Misha, don't understand. Misha's not a cuts. small, light heavyweight. Misha's 6'3". You know, and yeah. he's barely making 205 himself, but he looked small. And he's Johnny, probably the
0: deadliest know? that Johnny Walker's faced yet as a submission specialist. JJ guy, black belt yeah. for sure. But yeah. I know you're a big believer in the the kind of, the metrics, right? The height, the weight you discussed, in addition to the technique of that flying knee. Yeah, which, he's got good man. Muay Thai. He's
1: a striker. He's got good Muay Thai, and that's it.
0: And he's not a classic guy who tactically breaks you down. He He just throws wild movements at you that you cannot expect. He, he fought the fought the fight that Anthony Smith should have fought tonight.
1: I don't know. We'll get to that later, but he should have came at it in that kind hey, of way. Hey,
0: maybe you'll get him versus Anthony
1: Smith next. We'll see. Oh, that would be fun. I don't think he would give him that high of an opponent yet, but I like your matchmaking. All right, it's yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on quickly. to the beat? Yeah, the prelim Or is there anything besides that? No, the prelim headliner was Savit yeah. and Jeremy, which I said was going to be him versus Kyle Bochniak 2.0. because. Yeah. Stevens does everything
0: Bosniak could do, but yeah. maybe even better. But, but we still might not have seen the full arsenal of the gung-fu wrestler. Gung-fu. I think you audibly screamed <laughs> when he
1: did that off-the-cage kick. Yo. It was like better than the Showtime kick of Anthony Pettis. Yo, one
0: of my favorite basketball players of all time is Tony Allen. I once was live at a game with the Grizzlies versus the Clippers. That's a where deep cut. Tony Allen's Allen, favorite this. basketball player. He a Tony kicked Allen. a man who is more than six foot tall. Chris Paul in the face, and he said he did it on accident. I bring that little tidbit up to say that this man's beat that you're talking about, he didn't jump off the cage at like yay tall or yay tall. It was the three top to of the cage. It, was the Dude, top it looked cage. like he hit the cage at like six feet or seven feet, <laughs> and then came off with a swing and a miss. But. I appreciate the theatrics. The man wants fight of the night. The man's trying to get that bag. Yeah, and I, I don't know if
1: people from Dagestan are known him for being supremely athletic,
0: but maybe it was a pretty <laughs> athletic move. Hey, um, when you're that slim at 6'1", one, seventy four yeah. reach, but weighing in at 145 on, on weigh-in days.
1: And this is one of the fights on the card that I actually picked, you know, incorrectly and... I'm kind of okay with it because the beat's great. It's great to watch, but I thought Stevens was going to KO him because the beat yeah. really comes in kind of careless with his technique sometimes. Like he, he could get hit. You know, sometimes his hands are down yes. and he's doing wild shit and he could get hit if Jeremy had to get inside. You know, the beat's a lot bigger than him and he had to get inside and get one hit. It just didn't work what out. What do you,
0: you think about, uh, you know, Jeremy Stevens tagging him up in the third round versus the beat's kind of wrestling control in the second?
1: Yeah, I think. That's exactly what like you said. I think Zabit won the second round with ground with control and Jeremy Stevens was lining him up in the third round and then Zabit basically played it safe to finish off the fight. It was like the last like minute and he was just like, I need to secure this fight. I'm gonna go for his leg. I'm gonna hold him there, I'm gonna stall. And- don't turned it
0: up a little in the last 15 oh, seconds, well, I wanna like, say it almost thing. looked like they were gonna have, to your analogy, a Bokniak moment, you know? Yeah, With thirty just, like, seconds, let's just leave it just right just laugh here. Laugh and yeah, beat each yeah, other yeah. in the face when they blood is like everywhere. They seem like they
1: fucking didn't like each other.
0: I don't know if it stems yeah. from that. Like, you're talking about the dirtiness yeah after the first round or something, there was yeah. like, pushing and shoving afterwards. after the bell yeah, rung, after was, the riff it was interesting. called a stop to it they
1: thought, I thought they were very jovial and they were laughing in the I think it was in the uh, media day Yeah, and then they
0: seemed like they hate each other I don't know what happened in between yeah it, you know it's hard shit talking is hard when you don't speak each other's language <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of non-verbals going on <laughs> and uh, I think they were getting a little too close to each other at some points you know they're also maybe cultural sensitivity different is. maybe well, maybe Jeremy thought that um, Zabit crossed the line at some point I'm not entirely sure like, I still find it ridiculous that Zabit fights at 145 when he
1: as tall as you are at six foot one yeah and I think I think that's crazy great and I think eventually I think he'll be at 155 er yeah and like you said I would love a fight with him and Khabib one day but he has his, his
0: fellow Dagestanis Khabib and Islam at 155 right now who yeah. are, are high up in the ranks so that, that might cause some tension right
1: Maybe, we'll see. They might fight each other for the yeah. Who would you like to see them boys fight next at 145? At 145. Uh, I think Zabit, an interesting fight with him would be, I think he wants Volkanovski or Aldo, but Aldo is probably going to get Ortega, I think, at 237. Mm. Um, then they're probably negotiating that one.
0: I would not like that. I'd like a tune-up fight for Yeah, ortega, it's ortega, ortega, going around, ortega going into the fire right yeah. after
1: Max Holloway going right into but, the fire. Hey, the
0: best should fight the best.
1: Yeah, I think, but I don't I don't agree with Zabit going for those two guys. Like, why would you yeah. kill the prospect Mokonoski or, you know, get killed in the process? Or yeah. I think a better fight would be going back to that Yair fight. Because he wanted Yair really badly. Mm-hmm. Yair got Korean Zombie and went through that war and got that crazy elbow finish.
0: Yeah, that uh, was the knockout of the century.
1: Yeah, wow, century. <laughs> year. I'll give you year of that. Bro, Maybe. that was
0: the invisible elbow. I don't no, know where would, that came from. I would
1: love that fight. Zombie versus uh, Zabit. Would be an awesome fight. I still
0: want that. Nice. What about you? Um, I would agree I'd agree with all those, man. All those, honestly. Um, one forty five does seem to be like it's gonna be in a log jam though, because is the champ like, is about to move up right. and fight Dustin Pori. I don't know if that's, that's a permanent. move. Either.
1: I don't know if that's permanent well, or if he's just going yeah, to Yeah, if he wins,
0: I don't know. If he's still good at weight cutting, he could defend both belts, you know. That'd maybe, be a savage maybe. move. Maybe. But DC's defended both belts. There's like too much... like, And they're fans of each other. He's called DC out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and jokingly. But I think... Um, Zabit won't fight Edgar. So like, what are you going to do with Frankie Edgar in that way? Maybe you could do Edgar versus Volkanovski. that would be like two wrestlers going at it. And that'd be like a number one contender fight too. I um, would love that. Anyway, we still haven't gotten to the main card. We've been Let's talking do about it. prelims for... Let's do it, man. I don't know how long. Uh, first fight, uh, the one Joe Rastusha missed... That's right, in, that's uh, right. Um, Kempo,
0: black belt,
1: American wrestler, <laughs> my, my old roommate. Let's call him out so he joins the podcast. <laughs>
0: uh, Our first observer, live audience for this great and established podcast, White Belt MMA. I, I'm pretty sure he fell asleep out
1: there. I didn't even see him move.
0: No, I think he's taking notes, for he's going to have some bloopers for us and put the fans. Uh,
1: but yeah, that first fight was uh, Cody and uh, Pedro and it ended very quickly. It was the yeah. first rounder um, and Cody did the same shit he did in the last two fights. He didn't learn one thing from the TJ fight He went in crazy and got rocked and that was it. this
0: fight reminded me of the latest Aaron Pico fight and What it reminded me of was also Cody's fight against TJ Dillashaw really both his fights against TJ Dillashaw And that is if you have skills in Muay Thai or in kickboxing there is a tactical way To go against someone even when you have that tactical way you could still lose off of you know a critical hit that lands But there's also a way of throwing all your techniques out the window and just allowing it to be 50 50 What we saw was cody and pedro pedro who's known for guillotines and brazilian jiu-jitsu knocking each other out They had knockdowns on on both guys but at least on He's this guy, Pedro had a better chin. Yeah. But I don't know how long that chin's gonna last. That's why I'm biased not to grappling just for the sake of being biased to grappling, but because it is the lowest risk longevity way to de- to defeat people over time. And this way, is it's not good for longevity. It's not good for anti-aging, which is what uh, Diego Sanchez says he's going to get into after MMA. Bizarre. This is interesting. Bizarre. 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 Bizarre, I'd love to know what the hell Bizarre. that means. And I want to hop hey. on that bandwagon. Diego's, bro, hire me. Yeah. Hire me, bro. Send a DM
1: about the anti-aging. There. Let it go over. down in the DM. Um, but yeah, I think that... I would say Cody has a little bit more technique and a little bit more defense than Aaron Pico. I don't know if you can put him exactly in You the mean same in these situations
0: or overall? Or? Overall, I
1: mean, I've watched quite a bit of his fights before yeah. this pay-per-view, and I think you can't quite say that's exactly the same situation, but I understand yeah. your point about the lack of defense. It was a fun fight, though. The last minute was a scrap, enjoyable. The rest of the card didn't have uh, any other finish. It? No, I'm sorry. Ben Aspen did get
0: a submission. We'll get to that. Uh, did you not want to talk about uh, your girl, Wei versus? Oh, as? man,
1: Wei Zang Zhang. I hope she's a strawweight champ this year. I, I'm telling you, man. She's 18 wins in a row now? 19, actually. 19 she's 19-1. and
0: one. She lost her first match and has won 19 straight. She
1: did look shaky, though. I mean, Tisha did a good job. She looked shaky at times, but I think overall pretty dominant. And I yes. want to see her against tougher people.
0: I mean, she won by decision, but the decision that she won was it's one of the greatest decisions that you can win. It's the ref pulling you off while delivering elbows from like half guard or side yeah. side control. It's like yeah. a weird half guard side because it might have been a quarter guard and then side control. A little bit of her leg was covered while she was in side control, just delivering and raining and pouring hailing she's elbows so, on she's her. So
1: for a straw weight i love it like for you don't see straw weights being that violent i mean Andrage is 115 pounds
0: for those who don't know what straw weight means
1: andrage is pretty pretty violent and she's fighting rose in brazil but not many of them are like that i can't i can't see like karate hottie uh, michelle watterson fighting
0: like that you know it's pretty violent hey sometimes your opponent brings it out of you so maybe if they scrap it'll be like that
1: i i can't wait to see who they match up with um but let's get to i think what we thought was our main event. Is that safe to say? Definitely. definitely. And we
0: touched this a little bit, but let's touch it some more.
1: And that was Ben Askren and Robbie Lawler. Uh, I could like do Woo! a whole podcast on that for four minutes <laughs> that happened there. And I thought, you know what? I feel so bad for Robbie. I feel so bad for Robbie. You know, I'm happy Ben won, and Ben, like, probably deserved it at the end. I don't he know. did
0: all the right things. Yeah, I mean, he didn't do anything oh, wrong. He, didn't he do did more wrong. than all of the right I mean, yeah, things. Yeah, he didn't do anything
1: wrong. He survived, he showed a lot of grit. Robbie had him rocked. Like, and if you looked at the end of the fight, if you looked at their faces, Ben is bleeding, like, tired. How did he rock him? Right?
0: How, How did he? he rock him?
1: Dude, he angle slammed him. It looked like he (laughs) angle slammed him. He had him flying in the air. Before
0: that, how about the strikes? The blood? That wasn't
1: before. Oh, was that after? No. Ben goes in for the takeoff. Oh, that's
0: right, from top control. And
1: and basically, Robbie's stalling, and then he lifts an Olympian in the air, throws him almost on his neck. It was quite dangerous. We weren't sure if he was going to
0: toss him out the cage.
1: And ground and pound, that was vicious. It looked like it was going to finish him. And you know what? Yeah herb could have stopped it for that
0: versus i don't want to single that man out he's a great ref if you saw how he let and we'll get to it but the the, the light heavyweight fat fight he let that go a little long which i appreciate in terms of the cage wrestling unlike we'll get to uh what goddard was up to but he uh yeah man i'm just gonna i gotta appreciate the way he said it you know
1: and he was like i felt bad because he finished the fight. It looked like for me, I've seen quicker finishes.
0: Another person would have called the fight for Robbie Ruthless Lawler when he was on top, wailing on Ben. Yeah. But if you know Ben, being eighteen and old, being this great prospect, they let it in go because UFC, of that.
1: They didn't want him to go. But out he
0: completely. was also lifting and fighting. He was still crawling. He was crawling. He looked rock, but he was making moves towards, and he did eventually flip the situation. I've seen fights
1: stopped for, for less. Oh, yeah, I think it right as the line, right? <laughs> That's all right. We keep going, baby. Yeah. Um, but let, let's say, talk how about to finish how it finished yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then Ben showed real determination to get it done and get it a bulldog choke. Not even jujitsu; like just using absolute like bully tactics, just putting him in the bulldog choke. Well, Ben is, not, is not a
0: jujitsu person. He criticizes jujitsu all the time. Uh, my I'm own my own day day teacher, Crone. He 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 commented on Cron's victory by saying that. Social media was so happy by seeing one Gracie Jiu Jitsu expert, whereas when you see multiple champions of Olympic caliber wrestling going up there, when you see DC at that light heavyweight and heavyweight, when you see the Australian champion Robert Whitaker at 185, when you see Sahudo at 125 and then just beating the 135 champ when he came down to him, when the 135 champ has also got a collegiate wrestling background. So Ben has had some critical things to say. The difference
1: so, there is that Ben trained in the blue dungeon with Dana before and he's done quite yeah, a few sessions. Over, yeah. But know.
0: he wasn't doing a lot of dangerous submissions. You didn't see him going for a heel right. hook or anything but like that. But the point that. was this. He did that that uh what do you call it? The schoolyard bulldog right. or bully right. choke. Not under the chin. The, the no the choke wasn't like putting the, taking the air out of Robbie. It was
1: stress on his jaw yeah. slash the mouth, mouth area.
0: Yeah. And and maybe the eye a little bit.
1: Maybe, but then, I mean, I know he didn't respond right away to Herb, and...
0: Well, first, his arm dropped. His arm was up, and it dropped to the floor. In response to that, Herb Dean came and asked him, and like you said, he didn't respond. He didn't respond, but but he
1: could have had his mouth covered, you know, he did respond I don't know. I
0: personally believe he was unconscious for at least one or two seconds, He and then Herb, 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 well, before he popped up, Herb Dean grabbed his hand, and when he grabbed his hand and tried to lift it, at that point, I believe that Lawler came back to consciousness. Maybe. And even after Herb told Ben to get off, Ben kept holding it a little bit. Saw because him. Ben was surprised. Ben yeah. didn't think that was a tapping situation. Yeah. I think Ben was just holding on.
1: Let me get this round done. Let's go to round two. I'll wrestle him again in round two. Yeah. We don't know, but still interesting fight. Um, I think with Ben, I don't know where you go next with him. I don't know, maybe uh, since Kamaru, I'm probably gonna fight Colby. I don't know who you get, maybe Darren Till would be interesting. To see. Well, if Darren Till beats Masvidal.
0: Correct. The winner of that versus Askren, I believe would be a great fight for the number one contender versus the winner of Usman versus Colby, which is, in my opinion, set in stone right now because Colby and him have been talking shit for a long time. And Usman says that he deserves to give a whooping to Colby. So he Usman, the champ really wants to fight him so i think and colby really wants the real belt you know yeah. he's been carrying around this interim title that he went and presented to uh MAGA leader donald trump the disruptor And <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, he's still carrying it around with his megaphone talking mad smack to people yeah. who are actually fighting
1: I, I think the camaro uh colby fight is a good transition to um usman versus woodley and what did you think of that fight to be honest like i don't know like i was mm-hmm. The least interested in that fight of the, the five you fight. You mean fight.
0: after or before? Uh, before or even. I oh, so. I was looking forward to it because they have very similar styles What is interesting? I just
1: don't love Usman's technique. I don't know. I like I loved
0: it. I loved it we, we, Africa, <laughs> Africa, Africa, <laughs> Africa Look, I actually was rooting for a tyrant to win because I'm also a fan of Aspen and that style But I always love the best man winning and I cannot be mad when another African wins This might be the year of Africa with him and with Israel Adesanya at 185 in the UFC, with the heavyweights, uh, we have Anthony Joshua, who is a, a child of Nigerians. Whereas Israel and Kumaro are both from Nigeria, actually. Francis Ngannou? Cameroonian. There are a lot of people out there. The Czech Congo is, is calling out Ryan Bader in Bellator heavyweights. There's You're another right, African right. for you. Although I thought he lost his fight to me. Which to me. I think the most interesting thing, and this came out in a Luke Thomas interview with Kumaro Usman that I was watching earlier this week in prep mm-hmm. for this fight. Is that Usman was a Division 2 wrestler. Tyron Woodley. Champion. Champion. Division 2 champion. Champion. Tyron Woodley is a Division 1 wrestler in college. They knew of each other. They knew about each other. And Kumar was describing all the D1 athletes as people who are overall generally good and better than D2 athletes. But that they have this prep school kid attitude where they're too cocky, too haughty, too arrogant, too insolent. And he said that he was an anomalous D2 person. He said there are anomalies in D2 wrestling and D3 wrestling who either for academics or other reason or financial, whatever reason, couldn't make it to D1 but still had the requisite skill. Here he showed 100% total domination through wrestling the entire time. Was there it, were was a couple of attempts what,
1: what was dominant in his wrestling?
0: He shoulder popped him He get maybe 200 liver strikes to the body He took him down like no one has ever I think they said the statistic was that Tyron had only been taken down once before He has some of the best takedown D. Kumaru like, took him down with ease several times
1: No, I think the takedowns were legit I think he did a lot of stalling post-takedowns And yes, I mean, he got the job that Tyron was completely immobilized You could say that He completely immobilized Tyron And to me, was that the most interesting fight of the card? No. But Kamara got it done. Give my respect to him for getting it done. So let's get
0: to the championship, uh, the other championship title match. John Jones, potential GOAT, but does have dark clouds surrounding him. Big (laughs) potential GOAT. Versus Anthony the Lionheart Smith. Yeah. What you think?
1: I think John Jones probably should have lost that fight by disqualification, and I don't know what. The oh hell my Anthony God! Smith is thinking oh my God. to not take the pay per view points. Think about it this way: Anthony Smith is champion, right? You know what that match brings up? That brings up a rematch against John Jones. Tell him what the illegal strikes were, though. Uh, that, we'll get to that. But yeah. what I'm saying, okay, Anthony Smith, let's say he wins by disqualification. Uh huh. They rebook a fight rematch. He's the you champion, think so of Immediately. course, immediate because John oh, Jones wow. is the don. And then guess what? He gets the pay per view points of being the champion. He gets a of dollars, but. He just decided to use the Lionheart. Well, this is the classic
0: debate about ethics that are based on principles versus ethics based off of pragmatism. Realism versus idealism. uh, Kind of these Kantian ethics that are imperative for all times, all situations. That's what it is. That's That's what it is. He's a Kantian. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I think that's really. Anthony Smith may have never read Immanuel Kant, but he is living yeah. Kantian I don't, philosophy don't out. out. I'm, I'm saying may. I don't know. I don't know the case. <laughs> but he showed that he is more interested in the principle of the matter and wants to win in his eyes. Fairly, even though the rules would dictate that he could have legitimately won, yeah. he wouldn't have felt good. It would have felt like a consolation prize to him had sure, he beaten John Jones. Sure, but I think you. So he's not just about the, the bag. Some people would take people the People interested line. in just the bag and just the money and just the theatrics, yes. But today we learned Anthony Smith is a fighter. He is a fighter's fighter, and you, the same thing. Interesting. I think he's a better fights. fighter. <laughs> the, but listen, the two championship matches were, ser- were seriously the same in this way. Tyron Woodley and Anthony Smith, all they tried to do was survive, and yeah. the other side, in Kamaru's case, the challenger, and John Jones' case, the champion defending. I said showed total domination. I said and total the entire offense.
1: fight. The entire fight. I think I, you heard me, and I was saying he's going about this all wrong. Yes. Smith. He is allowing John Jones to be John Jones and pick him apart.
0: He admitted that after the fight too. He did, and the thing is, I was yelling
1: at him to go forward, yeah. to make it crazy, to yeah. make Jones have to deal with like crazy hooks coming uh-huh. out of nowhere. And what you want have, is
0: Johnny Walker.
1: Sure, exactly. But at is, least in style. And yes, he might get taken down. Yes, he's respecting yeah. John
0: Jones' wrestling.
1: Out. And he and he's taking it easy, but there's no way you're gonna win like that. You're gonna win on some crazy shit. That's yeah. the only way it was gonna go down. <laughs> so I don't know what you do with them next. I don't know who John Jones is gonna fight next. Maybe it'll fight a heavyweight. Maybe he'll fight Brock Lesnar. No. Maybe he'll fight DC. The way
0: he was talking in that that commentary with Joe Rogan seems like he don't want none of that smoke Who are you from gonna give Daniel Cormier at heavyweight. That's a big pay-per-view. Who's a big pay-per-view? Tiago Santos? That's not a big pay-per-view. He's not interested in big pay-per-views. He's, he's interested in being the most dominant person at light heavyweight of all time. He just wants to get 10, 20 more wins in a row at light heavyweight. Okay, so and probably then after that, Maybe. Probably Tiago Santos. Santos. What's more interesting
1: was what what they do with Anthony Smith. I think I'm. Who do you you want for Anthony Smith? I think you mentioned it while they were fighting.
0: I'd like to see him fight Gustafsson next. That would be a cool fight. That would be be a cool cool fight. fight. I think you believe who will win?
1: Gustafsson. I think Gustafsson has to win the Uh, He's going to wrestle. He's going to put him on the ground, and he's going to wrestle him, and then he's going to crown him
0: now. Gustafson is the only person to have ever taken down John Jones. Fat check me if I'm wrong on that, but I don't even think DC has, who is another Olympic wrestler we are talking about. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. But Anthony Smith has similar kind of build, and I know you're, again, interested in the metrics of uh, people.
1: Yeah, it could be. But I think that um, overall, I was pretty satisfied with that card. It lived up to the card of the year so far, as it has been called, and... Look forward to more violence in our future.
0: I, I I like what Robin Black always says when he says enjoy the hostilities. These were hostilities I enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed them. Next time I do want to touch a little bit on the combat jujitsu fight night that happened. Some disappointments. Oh about yes, how please, it please. Next time we'll cover that. way more stuff. And more. I want to talk about the philosophy of fight format. You know, kind of this balance between entertainment and, and sport. of course having
1: Joe Restusha on the on the pod. Makes One
0: fun. day, if he blesses us with his presence, yeah, that would be beautiful. But the the kind of fight philosophy I want to talk about is that I have seen, and I, I wrote it on my little boogie board earlier, the right. little right. scribbling so thing, that
1: old that old new tech.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that blackboard that you could doodle on. But anyway, there are a number of fighters who have won decision fights. I don't believe in decisions. We'll get to that later. But a number of people who have won decision fights and have crazy things happen to him. Mirko Krokop won a decision fight against big country Roy Nelson, gets a stroke, retires. Robert Whitaker wins two decision matches against Yoel Romero, 10 total rounds with a monster also an Olympian from 2008 from that same time period but representing Cuba instead of America and gets a hernia and collapsed bowels. We have the Irish Dragon getting Kicked and getting a punk winning a decision, but eventually having a, a kick deal later damage that punctures a lung. I think the list could go on and on and on, and we'll discuss the merits of that. I think unless you have any any thoughts you want to share right now. Quickly, but I-, I I think that if you get some sort of lasting damage to you there should be some decisions overturned if decisions exist at all. Well,
1: I think you can't really consider Whitaker in there because I feel that happened in training rather than in the OL fight. Possible. Probably more, the time frame makes more sense. It certainly didn't help. I don't think you should take away wins from fighters just because they got hurt afterwards. I think that's a little ridiculous, but we can debate that on a further show. Um, It's been a pleasure.